Welcome to another episode of NY Just Fans Podcast with host Davin Sharman and Chris. Please make sure to follow us on Twitter, Just Fans Podcast, as we get into an exciting episode. Um, got plenty of news, and so let's get to it. Um, the first news of the day, Derrick Henry uh, signed a four-year, um, $50 million contract, $25.5 million guaranteed. Um, I'm going to say two other names uh, that, that got signed before the tenders. Um, Miles Garrett, which was big, uh, five years, $125 million, $100 million included. And Chris Jones, which was, I think, four years, $85 million with $60 million guaranteed. Um, yeah. Charmin, how important it was for those three guys to get signed to their team before the, the tag was over, before the, uh, the extension was over? Well, um, Derrick Henry uh, goes without saying because he was the catalyst that pushed the um, the Titans to that uh, Cinderella playoff, uh, uh, you know, situation they were in last year. You know, um, I don't think anybody saw or even thought it was possible. And his performances leading up to the to the playoffs were basically he basically pushed them into that position. So he, um, so he, so that's why he got into the situation. You know, that's why I thought he deserved to get paid. Um, the thing about it is that um, look at that deal. You know, you know he he's um, you know for running back that is a catalyst for something that basically put a team basically put a team on his back and brought it to you know brought it to the to the playoffs. Um, you know, do you guys think that's the amount of money that you should pay a running back of that caliber? I mean, unfortunately, in these times, you know, uh, running backs are not, you know, valued as much as other positions anymore. So they're like on the bottom of the totem pole. But I thought it was important for the Titans to definitely sign him. Uh, Chris Jones, uh, pass rush uh, extraordinaire. Um we didn't see a lot of the sacks, but we saw a lot of disruption and a lot of batted balls. Uh, so, um, um, so he and and I think his his coach even came out. His coach even came out and uh, spoke really highly of him and how how good he is in the locker room and stuff too. So those are the kind of guys that you sign. You know, guys that are like I said for Henry, catalyst for an offense and a guy that's a good locker room guy and a beast on the edge. Oh, I mean, on the edge has a DT. Um, the other guy, Miles Garrett. Uh, I always think Miles Garrett is, is a high end, probably top five, not probably top five pass rusher in the league. Uh, it always seems to me <clears throat> that he kind of underperforms in my opinion. Um, to me, I, I always feel like he need he could be way more disruptive than he is. But I think uh when you have I guess when he could cause as much disruption as he can, you know, you can't lose that kind of talent. Uh but I, I'm I'm in no way saying that that he doesn't deserve in he's not deserving of his contract. It's just something in my opinion that I always feel like he could be more than he is. Um but um, but the Browns, if they're going to be the team that we thought they were going to be last year, they need that kind of talent. They need him to arrive at whatever peak it is he needs to arrive at. So, um, yeah, I welcome that signing, too, for the Browns. 
well, first of all, with, um, with Miles Garrett, I was a little surprised because the last time we seen him, wasn't it last year that he hit uh, Mason Rudolph in the head with the helmet? Yeah, right? yeah, you're right. So I was surprised that he was going to get an extension this big considering that was the last time we seen this guy, you know, uh, <laughs> I think he's a great player, no doubt. And I agree with you to a point too, you know, yeah, maybe he, he could have been a little bit better. Um, <clears throat> but um, I mean, they just locked in, they locked him up, you know, five years, 125. So that's a good deal. Chris Jones. I don't know how Kansas city had any money left over after Mahomes, but they make it work. So that was a good deal. Um, the one that's interesting is uh, Derrick Henry, especially the way you were talking. I, I agree. Um, they don't um, really highlight the running back position. It's not that important anymore and all that. But, you know, we've seen with, with Tennessee. I mean, that guy shown he could carry that team for games at a time. You know, he's the, the old type, you know, franchise running back that could get 25 carries, 30 uh, carries a game and just carry the, the team itself to the victory. Um, so I, I thought that was a good deal for the Titans, but I think it's an even better deal or smarter move by Derrick Henry because if you see next year, if he goes into that free agency pool next year, think I'm just going to let you know some of these names at the running back position that's going to be available as a free agent. Kamara is going to be available. Cook, Jones, Fournette. Carson, Connor, Mixon, Drake, Hunt, and Breida as well. So you put Henry in that mix. You know what? I, I don't know. I, would he get this kind of money next year, next offseason? Would all those other guys that are a year or two younger than him? I don't know. I'm really not sure if he would get that kind of money. Um, so I think uh, from both sides, great deal for the team. You know, it wasn't over, you know, wasn't breaking the bank. I thought, I think this is a good deal. And from his part, I think it was smart because he says, you know, he's looking at, you know, he would have been in contention with, you know, all those other great running backs. Those are all the top running backs in the league and they're all going to be free agents. So I think he looked at that and said, you know what, let me get my, if I can get a decent deal now, let's do it. So I don't have to deal with that. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, oh, go right ahead, a lot of, I'm sorry, Davin. Um, you made a lot of great points here. Um, I, I think I think that I think all of those guys you mentioned, they're they're good at specific things. I think Kamara fits what New Orleans does. I think um, Breda is, um, in, in with all due respect, uh, I think he's a good running back. I just think he's a product of what the Kyle Shanahan system could do for a running back. Um, so. I, the thing with Henry is that Henry is a guy that dictates what a defense would do. You, you, in no way would you light, run a light box with Derrick Henry as the running back you face, you know, because he, he will not count for just one guy. There's, there, how many tack, um, defensive players you think you need to stop that guy when he starts running downhill? You know, he basically dictates what a, what defense is going to do. He's he's one on one of one. There's not that many running backs in the league that could do what he does with the size and speed. Um, so so I think so I think he's a different kind of guy. But but you write in all you know they they they're all special in their own way. 
basically. I think I think that's what it is. Um, the point you were making about Garrett, um, Garrett and the head and the helmet. Um, I think I think from jump, um, the Browns have been very supportive of Miles Garrett. I don't think they've ever really swayed off that off you know off of him. They've always helped basically kind of back them up, even if they were, you know, they punished him or whatever, you know. So um I you know, I'm 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 I wasn't really surprised. I thought they were gonna sign him. Uh I just wanna say uh Derrick Henry is the Titans offense. So he definitely <laughs> deserves that contract. Um <laughs> do you think that they would have been in the AFC championship game without him? Oh, no. Right. No, <laughs> no, no, no. So and only do so much. <laughs> yeah, and I agree to that. Um, so shout out to Derrick Henry. He definitely deserved the contract, and it's and it's smart for the Titans to, you know, only guarantee half of it. You know, and he's and I don't even know if he's getting top three running back money, maybe top five at, at best. But it, it was a good contract, you know, and it was and it was worth it. You know, due due to COVID, you know, you got to make sure your player gets paid, but also make sure you have some – keep some kind of money, you know, on your uh, salary cap just in case. Um, hey, no, no – I'm not – trust me, All they all deserved it, no doubt. I mean, they're all great right. players. The only one I was a little bit surprised at was Garrett. I know, like you said, Cleveland was uh, supporting him. I just thought, you know, this, the timing was a little weird because he's basically – not he's still under, under uh, um, suspension or anything like that, but still, that's the last thing people seen him do basically right so to just yeah. give him this huge contract five years 125 million it just seemed the timing was a little weird maybe they but you know what they wanted to get it done and uh you know what kudos to both you know to all of them for getting those contracts right and also miles garrett had 10 sacks in 10 games <laughs> before the suspension that's so Miles Garrett was, you know, he was headed in the right direction. Maybe uh-huh. even a Pro Bowl year, because I think the highest person that had the sacks was, uh, what, like 19, 19.5? Yeah, he probably would have made the Pro Bowl. He probably would have made it. So, you know, shout out to Miles Garrett. Um, shout out to Chris Jones as well. Very well deserved. Um, let's talk about A.J. Green. Of course, we, we, we you know, only football-minded people will know this. Uh, he did not sign. Uh, he did not extend no contract. Uh, and also Shaq, Shaq Barry from the Bucks. Um, do you see the Chris? Do you see both of those players leaving leaving their teams after the season? I would say since uh, I would say uh, what's his name? AJ Green for sure is going to leave Cincinnati. I can't see. Um, I mean, unless he has a crazy year and he gets incredible, um, you know, a, a great connection with uh, what's his name. Um, with the quarterback now, Joe Burrow. Yeah, I, I think for you know, I, I think Cincinnati was thinking, hey, you know what? Let me get a veteran wide receiver in here to kind of protect Barrett. Um, what's his name? The quarterback Burrow, uh, just a little bit. So I, I, you know, I think that was their thinking, just to keep him around for one more year. But I, I, I think he's definitely gone after this year. You know, they're they're rebuilding and and all that, and they've seen him the last couple of years get hurt. Last year, he missed every game. So, I don't know if you want to lock him up to a long-term deal. Um, Shaq Barrett, I, I would, I think Tampa Bay would be nuts to let him go. I mean, he showed he was incredible last year. So, um, unless he prices himself out of it, out of the team, which that's a possibility too, 
So, uh, but I think Tampa Bay would love to keep him. It's just a matter of uh, at what price, you know. Yeah, I um, for for Barrett, I think I think, I mean, the performance, man. I mean, that's a performance of a lifetime for any player um, at that position. But can you say that it's an anomaly? Probably that's the argument. You know, mm. he'd never had a performance, a season anywhere close to that. He's been a backup before that. You know, everybody knew of his pr- promise, basically, but never nobody knew that he was, you know, that he could pull that off. The question is, can you pull that off again? You know, and a lot of teams, if he had, let's say if he was a guy that had been averaging the low teens or 12 sacks a season and then he had a 20-sack season, Team, I, I, I would bet that the team would have signed him. But the fact that he, came, he went from basically being a backup to having a 20-sack season is, is probably something they use, you know, against him, you know, saying that it's an anomaly and he might not be able to pull that off again, you know. Um, uh, um, I'm sorry, Davin. Who was the other guy? <laughs> um, AJ Green. Uh, AJ Green, I'm um, sorry about that, guys. Um, AJ Green is um, hit the only thing going he has going against him, which is probably the biggest issue, is injury issues. If AJ Green was not an injury-prone wide receiver, he would probably be one of the highest-paid wide receivers in the league. We know how ultra-talented he is. Um, I would think that. Um, that he stays with Cincinnati for this season, like Chris said, um, because you get an ultra-talented guy that could possibly meld with your new young quarterback. And uh, even if you have to sign him, you know, you wouldn't probably pay Julio, not even anywhere close to Julio Jones' money for him after that because you could just point out to the fact that his career has just been, you know, marred by injury. You know, and I don't know when else you're going to go down. So how am I supposed to sign you for a long-term deal? Uh, so I'm, I'm, I will side with Chris on that, that most likely he's out after this and they'll probably be out searching for their new number one wide receiver. Uh, I think A.J. Green, uh, when, when he's healthy, I think, I think he can still be a good wide receiver. Um, I just think A.J. Green is just tired of the organization and he really wants to leave. You know they're not going to trade him. We talked about this, I think, maybe 20 to 30 episodes ago. But hmm. I, I, I think A.J. Green really wants to go to a team and, and win him a Super Bowl. I think, it, I, I, I think also it's for him to get back on track. Uh, when's the last time he actually, you know, played the whole season? I know it's yeah. been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So you know what? I think – no, go right ahead, Chris. I was say, you brought up a good point. Maybe possibly, you know, they'll they'll trade him too. You know, that's a possibility. If somebody offers him something decent, uh, what is the the trade deadline? Usually week four or five or something. Week eight. Week, week oh, eight. Week eight. nine. Okay, so that's yeah. good. I mean, a team that's six and two and they could use a, a wide receiver. Let's say, let's just use the Patriots, right? If um, if AJ Green's having a good year and the Patriots are still kind of missing that wide receiver, and they think, all right, we bring him in, we should, we'll be good. You know what? They might throw him a second-round pick, and Cincinnati would be, you know, would say, okay, we'll, we'll take a second-round pick because I don't know what they'll get if they lose him. 
as a free the agent. Only, the only, the only, um, um, no disrespect, but the only GM I, I, I foresee doing a deal like a second round pick for AJ Green would be uh, our friend in uh, in uh, Texas. Houston. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the right. only guy I, I could think of. I just said second, because, but... I, I know what you're I know what you're saying. I'm not I'm not trying to mess with you in any way. I'm just I was just trying to <laughs> yeah. you know. Uh but but um in you know I think I think that just just the fact that he just has to prove that he could stay healthy, man. This is that, that's gonna be the you know the issue. Even in a trade situation, you know, compensation is an argument between two teams, you know. The one team saying, stating that, hey, man, you know, I want you to pay this for this player. And the other team saying, hey, listen, I know this guy is good, but uh, I'm only willing to pay this because I might have to, for example, maybe pay him when he comes over here. Or he might get injured and then I don't have him. So what's the point, you know? Right. So I think I think there's, there's going to be uh, – I, I think he's going to – Unless he could establish himself as a healthy player, I think his uh, his uh, worth is gonna be way down. Yes, until he until he plays a healthy season and show that he could be productive like how he was before the injuries. Right. And and you know, and I think in this case for the Bengals, it's all about respect. I think they really do respect. AJ Green, you saw you saw how long they kept the red rifle. Lord Jesus, the red rifle had to leave himself. <laughs> so <laughs> it's gonna. Uh, I, I just I just hope AJ Green gets well and, and be that good wide receiver he was before. That's that's all. Um, and then we got of course Ngakwe. Uh, Ngakwe said uh, he'll sign he'll sign uh, the franchise tag if he gets traded. Uh, if he gets traded to a team. Um, they received the Jaguars received multiple offers. Uh, Charmin, what offers do you think needs to happen in order for Ngakwe to get traded? I think at this point, I don't think there's too too there's not uh, an offer that that would probably pull the the Jags into getting that guy out of town because it seems to me, in my humble opinion, that they're basically trying to make an example of him somehow. Because there's rumors out there saying that multiple teams had very high-end offers on the table for the Jags. So if they didn't pull the trigger on any of those teams, what else, what would, the, what would their reason be for keeping him and not taking any of those, you know, one rumor that said that there was a Pro Bowl player that they wanted to swap for, for him and, and whatever else. You know, there's a, there's a whole... Uh, what's that? Wonder if that was Adams, <laughs> right. but um, but like I said, I mean, if you if you're not gonna take a Pro Bowl player for him, then you you got you have to have some other you know, you know you know some other plan in place for him, you know. So I'm I'm thinking at this moment that they're trying to make an example of him. Uh, he he basically took a shot at his at the front office multiple times, so. Never know, man. There's always uh, some u- un- ugly underbelly to the NFL. And a lot of times we, the fans, are normally the last ones to know about it. Yeah, I, I think it's crazy. Um, I, I think you're right. I think there's, there's some kind of – there's something else going on here. 
are they trying to make a you know something out of them or whatever but i think it's crazy you know like if you you get an offer for a a pro bowl player at worst you know okay if he doesn't if he doesn't fit your your offense or if he doesn't fit the defense whatever you know what then use him and trade him away because he might be the easier person to trade rather than Ngakwe because Ngakwe's on that franchise tag so he's tough to to trade because who's mm-hmm. going to give you anything decent if you can't sign him to a long-term deal right there you go so that's a, it's a, it's a risky it's a risky move to trade for a guy like Ngakwe right now because you can't sign him to a long-term deal until after the season now, right? Because now we're past that, that deadline. So, um, you know, otherwise it would have to be like, you know, one of those uh, shake, uh, handshake agreements and, you know, all right, at the end of the season, we'll give you this much and this much and that's it. So I, I don't know. It, to me, it, it just it, it baffles me. If you were offered good, pa- you know, good, a good deal in some way, either a, uh, an all-pro pro bowl player or – maybe a high draft pick. I mean, you got to take it, you know, you're in a rebuilding phase. The guy doesn't want to be there. You basically don't want him there either, but you don't want to trade him. So I, I don't know. Makes no sense. Uh, it really don't make no sense at all. So I don't know. Maybe he'll get traded before week nine. <laughs> you never know. That's, yeah. 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 It's either that or he's not going to play this season. That's what it sounds like. Cause he really sounds like he hates the Jags organization. <laughs> Well, if he so, sits out, he's going to be uh, – This market will really go down. Right. And, and he's, he's not going to get – what does he get in this year, like $20 million? Mm, yeah. If he's close to it. Signs the tag, yeah. Close to it, yeah. That's crazy to, to, <laughs> to forfeit. That's nuts. You know, it's just play. Mm, yeah, <laughs> talk, talk to Leonard Williams about that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, forget Leonard Williams, but <laughs> let's talk about that. Uh, the main, oh, the main man of of the of the, of this whole conversation. Um, they <laughs> said he was offered thirty three to thirty five million per year with over a hundred mil guaranteed, but Dak decided not to sign the contract. Uh, it seems like it's more about the years than than not the money. Uh, Chris, uh, is Prescott doing the right thing in this situation? I think he is. I'll be honest. Um, he's, he's going to, he's basically doing what, what cousins did a couple of years ago with the, with the Redskins. Cause he knows he's, well, it's a little different, uh, situation, but Prescott knows he's getting the money regardless, right? He, he knows. And we, and we talked about this regardless, he's getting the money and check this out. Only three franchise quarterbacks have signed the franchise tag ever. Okay. Or they played under the franchise tag, I should say it that way. Drew Brees in 2005, when he was with the Chargers, he ended up going to the Saints. And the other one was, of course, Kirk Cousins in back-to-back years in 2016 and 2017. So neither one, after signing the franchise tag, went on to sign an extension. Hmm. So that obviously doesn't look good for the Cowboys with, with Prescott. It could be different, obviously. But got to remember now also, if – Prescott signs the, um, the tag next year. Let's say this is the way he's looking at it. If he doesn't get the long-term extension after this year, they'll sign him to the tag again, and he'll get $37.6 million, right? That'll be next year's contract. So between that year and this year, that's a pretty good deal. And also, if, in, if he goes all the way to 2022, 
and not sign. They could sign him again to the franchise tag, and that would cost him over $54 million. So Prescott is saying, you know what, I'll, I'm going to wait this out as long as possible because I know either way I'm getting my money. I'm not getting a long-term deal, but yeah, but I'm still getting that per year, you know, crazy amount of money, 31, 37 now, um, if, if he has to sign the franchise tag next year. So you know what, after this year, he plays this year out at 31, whatever he's getting, and he's going to be in the same situation as he was this year, only he's going to get more money if he signs a franchise tag. And if he doesn't sign the franchise tag, somebody out there is going to offer him what he wants. Somebody's going to pay him. Someone's going to pay him. And you got teams out there that are, that are going to be looking for a quarterback in one way or the other. So he knows, and I'm sure his agent knows, listen, we're going to get the money one way or the other. If it's not this year, we'll get it next year. If it's not next year, we're going to get it the following year. So he's just playing this out. And it's, it's a good move on, on his point, a good, very good uh, way of do, doing it. Um, you know, just the Cowboys are going to probably going to get left, you know, with nothing in, in a couple of years. You know, maybe they'll get oh, a yeah. big swarm. But now they're going to have to find a franchise quarterback. But, again, we talked about this for the last two years, that they should have locked him, you know, should have <laughs> locked them up. And, but this is what happens. And that's why I think, or we would hope, the Jets are going to lock up Sam Darnold after this season when they're able to, so they could avoid this happening. Well, this is the difference. This is the, there's a clear difference between Sam Darnold and, and Dak Prescott. Um, yes, coming out of college, uh, one was more highly touted which is Sam Donald and uh, Dak wasn't, but what Dak turned into, and this is, this is what, this is where I, I kind of get off the boat with a lot of opinions when it comes to Dak Prescott is the fact that people don't want to acknowledge that he is one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Yes. He has not, you know, burn, you know, burn up the NFL like a lot of those other young guys have done but he's also been held back by a lot of questionable coaching, you know, and, and a lot of questionable front office moves. Um, I mean, the fact that you would pay your defensive end, your running back, your, what is it? Your left guard and your left and your right tackle first. And you don't, and you don't pay your run, your quarterback is ridiculous in my opinion. You know, um, all those all those components that I mentioned, they're all important, but they mean nothing if you don't have a quarterback to run your offense, right? So you pay a wide receiver a bunch of money, you pay a running back a bunch of money. You, you know, I this is this is to me at the end of the day, this was the more questionable move was the signing of Amari Cooper, unless they they were thinking that there was a conversation between the Cowboys and Dak where they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to sign, we're going to sign, and they knew for sure that Dak was going to sign, I would not pay my wide receiver $100 million if I knew I wouldn't have a quarterback to throw for him to throw with, you know, for the next, you know, because th this is the thing, right? You want to pair your wide receiver and your quarterback together. Uh, and um, I, I just don't understand how they failed so miserably at, at um, negotiating this deal. It makes absolutely no sense to me. You know, the tag, um, what is the number, Chris, for the tag? He gets what this year, 31? 31, I believe. 
Yeah. He gets thirty he, he gets thirty one. He gets thirty one and then he could and it goes up to what, thirty five next year? Thirty eight. Thirty eight. Thirty seven point six eight. So it basically, yeah, basically thirty eight, you know. Um you put yourself in that situation, you know. And and if you're gonna tell me if your explanation is that you don't want to compound a mistake with a mistake and you know for sure that Dak Prescott is not the quarterback for you, then fine. I can't argue with that. But if Jerry Jones and the Cowboys come out telling me that they knew they know Dak Prescott was a franchise quarterback and they just messed, you know, and they just missed the boat, then that's on them. You know, um, I won't, I won't really make judgments right now about what the future is going to hold for the Cowboys. You know, it seems like that's the, you know, that's a really um, stupid move on the, on the face of it. You know, I, I, I do kind of feel that way. I feel, I felt like, like we, like Chris was saying that um, they should have signed the kid before that. I think they could have gotten him in the twenties back then, you know, they should, they could have signed him 25, 27, 28 a year. Yep. You know, back then, if they did, if they had just signed them, you know, what was holding them back? This is this this is the major question, in my opinion. What did they see or what did they know that was holding them back from signing him back then? Because Goff signed around the same time, um, uh, went signed around the same time. Why did they hold back from signing that? I, I, I don't I don't understand that. That that's my question, you know. Maybe that maybe someday that's gonna come out, but for now I just, you know, I don't I don't understand. I I really don't understand the reasoning behind not signing him for to a long term deal. True. Uh, this is gonna be this is one of those situations. It's gonna be tough, and I feel like there's no there's there's gonna be no kind of agreement between Dak and uh Jerry Jones and Cowboys organization. <laughs> And I feel like they might have to use the tag again. And after that, Prescott is just going to go about his own ways because he's not getting what he wants. So if you got to get your money back, go get your money, man. <laughs> oh, he's going to get it. <laughs> right. Um, other than that, I forgot to mention some names, uh, mention some other names, uh, like Hunter Henry, uh, Bud Dupree. It was a lot of other people that didn't get tagged. Let me see. Uh, Joe Thune, um, who else, who else? Uh, of course, Leonard Williams, Anthony Harris, Matthew Judon, uh, Judon, Judon, sorry. And uh, the Washingtons, uh, and the Washingtons, of course, Brandon uh, Sheriff. Uh, those, are, those are the ones that's going to be playing on the tag um, as well. So uh, we'll figure out more about them after this season. Uh I want to talk about the NFL and the NFLPA. Uh, it seems like they're still in disagreement. Uh, and this time it's kind of stupid. It's unresolved because they dispute whether COVID-19 should be classified as a non-football injury. Uh-huh. It, exactly. Uh, the NFL and the NFLPA has been really unresolved about this. <laughs> uh, other than that, other than that, um, let's go. Let's go over some some also some NFLPA uh, proposals. Uh, they spread in revenue losses over the nine years. Um, 
some of a little bit of it. No escrow of twenty twenty salaries. Flat salary cap of one hundred ninety eight million for twenty twenty one. Um, spread revenue loss this year over uh, 2022 to 2030. Uh, all fully guaranteed money paid, even if games are canceled. And, and, and NFLPA will be paid the COVID-19 risk of up to 500000 if games are canceled. Uh, Chris, is there so much confusion with this and why? I, I think there's a lot of confusion because a lot of people – really just don't know what's going to happen this year. Is there going to be a season? How many games they're going to play? Are they going to get a whole season in? Are they only going to get eight, eight weeks? And, you know, we don't know if there's the, you know, we keep hearing second wave. How bad is it going to be? If there will be a second wave? Um, we don't know anything about next year. We keep talking about the cap. We don't know how, how much it's going to drop, if it will drop. So I think there's just so many questions going on. And I think the players, too, don't have any idea what's going on because, you know, they've been – a lot of guys have been uh, kind of going on Twitter and mentioning that, you know, we don't even know what the plan is yet for testing and all that. So – uh, And we're, what are we, a week away from camps opening? And, you know, we're still talking about this. I, I don't think we should yeah, not, talk about this. Yeah, not, not to um, interrupt you, um, Chris, but there was a pro- – there was a um... – they did release uh, their plans for um, for uh, for the for for play uh, for the se- for the start of the season. Basically, I think I think it was on Friday. Right, I, I did say something about that, but I think after yeah. that too, the players were still saying, you know, are we going to be able to physically do this and and all that? So I think there's still a lot of questions about everything. You know, I, you know everything I just said. I think there's just so many questions about this season. You know, in every sport, too. I mean, not just football, but football, now you, you're starting to hear it more because we're getting so much closer to, you know, the camps starting to open up. And, you know, just what was it last week or two weeks ago, they were talking about no preseason games. First they went from four to two, and then the players were like, maybe we should go no preseason games. So, you know, I, I just think there's just so many questions going into the season. And, unfortunately, it's going to carry over into next season, next year. So uh, I think I think that's the biggest issue right now. Yeah, um, I think this particular argument that uh, Davin brought up is 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 just about money. Um, when when you see that you know there's a there are numbers out there about what the lost revenue is going to look like for each team or for the NFL on the whole. That's the reasoning behind the argument, because basically the teams have to try to figure out how to run the league on less money than they've had in the in ever, basically, you know. And um, and let's be real, you know, whenever the bosses, you know, the ones that on high, uh, see any kind of movement in the amount of money coming in. They, they take drastic steps. And normally those drastic steps include you getting less, you know, never them getting less. So this is the player, you know, the, the NFLPA basically, you know, creating a situation where the players keep getting their money the way they are, you know, uh, just making it so that it doesn't hurt the teams right now. The teams, on the other hand, like always, 
you know, looking for a, 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 a kind of a scenario where they win and the players lose, you know. So that's all it is for me, you know, listening to the conversations and, and, and reading the articles about this stuff. It's just, especially when it comes to the money um, about COVID-19, I think, I think um, if they follow what other, all the other uh, sports have been doing, um, I think they'll be fine. I think like, like I said before on this podcast, I think they, um, they're, they're the ones coming later than everybody else. So, they could just read and react to the situation basic, basically off of what a lot of the other teams do. I think the biggest difference with the NFL is a little bit more physical of a sport. And, um, but you still could figure stuff out. You know, I think there is going to be the whole, uh, there's going to be a mass amount of guys getting positive, testing positive, um, you know, to start with. And I think that could be scary, but I think, um, watching other sports and what they did, they basically kind of wrote it out. You know, they wrote it out and then the positive tested, testing uh, or occurrences of positive testing kind of just died down and, and they were able to work through. And I think, unfortunately, under the circumstances, that's all the NFL could do. I mean, um, in a later date, we could kind of break down what the ins and outs of their proposals are. But um, I think, I think, uh, the protection of the players is is of utmost importance. True, uh, but they could figure out a way of uh, just you know creating an environment where the players are um, not testing positive and they're not positive players are, are quarantined and all that stuff. You know the just the regular stuff. So um, I I don't think that uh, I I I know it's very complicated because everybody's scared, but I think they could uh, they could write that out. I think they could write out the positive testing. Uh, I, I, I guess I don't got no words for this. I, I just want some more information to come up for me to say something about this because it's – come on, man. We we close to training camp. Y'all still over here, I guess, disagreeing over it. But it's very important at the same time. But I, I, I think I'm going to wait for some more information to come up before I have a say in this. But uh, great, great point. Great points on this one, uh, Charmin. Uh, what I was about to say. Uh, other than that, the, res- the Redskins. Uh, oh, sorry. I, I meant the whole. Washington. Mm. <laughs> they finally, after, after 80 years, uh, they finally gave it up. They said it's no more, no more Redskins. Um, Charmin, how, how important it was for the Redskins to change their name, and and what and what name you think will will go will go good for the Washington? I have absolutely no idea what name <laughs> they should come up with. I mean, you, I think you brought up in a few episodes before uh, uh, an, an, a pretty cool sounding name. I think it was the Red Tails. Was it yeah. that you said? Um, but, but you, the thing with organizations of that stature is that it needs to be basically, you know, um, investigated to the depth to understand because it's a, it's a marketing thing, you know, a name for franchise is a marketing tool. So it has to reverberate through the market, basically easier to sell merchandise with that name on and all that stuff like that. So, 
Um, I think I think until they find the the right name, they're not gonna rush this. Um, I think they're I think they should be commended for for doing it. I know that um, people say I, I've heard the arguments that they that um, the they were given the go ahead by a chief from a long time ago that thought that it would be awesome for the tribe to have to have been named by the by Washington. The problem the problem with this argument is this is not like Chris was Chris pointed out uh, in a, a few episodes ago. This is not the name of a tribe or the name of a chief. This is a derogatory term referring to Native Americans. This in no way, shape or form should that be a name of any team or you know, you know, and and um, this is the this is this is what we're faced with as a nation. Unfortunately, um, not unfortunately, but fortunately, we need you know with change. We're faced with change, and I know there'll be a lot of people that are uneasy with change, and that's on that's acceptable. Being uneasy with something is fine, um, but growing from change is also important. So I commend the Washington. I commend Washington in trying to move forward. Um, I think they could find something that that works. I am, like I said, I absolutely, absolutely no idea. And this is not of me trying because I've tried. I've seen multiple different names, but I just have an issue with a lot of them. <laughs> I think the coolest one, like I said, that I heard was the one uh, Davin uh, mentioned a couple episodes ago. Um, the with the Red Tails um, because it has a kind of a history behind it. You know, it's from that area, but you know, on the marketing side, what does it do for that? You know, that's that's what something they have to find out. Uh, but yeah, that's my opinion. Yeah, I don't know what name they're going to go with either, but I know I read this week in a couple of articles where they said um, they they're fighting with uh, a person that uh, franchised a lot of these names and paid for the uh, paid for the not the franchise but the trademark of the name. So this guy's trying to cash in smart uh, on his part, no doubt. Um, but I think that's uh, kind of slowing down the, uh, the process of naming what, whatever name they picked. Uh, t- to me, the, the biggest, I, I think the Redskins, uh, excuse me, the Washington franchise, the owner uh, messed up a, a golden opportunity here to kind of reconnect with the fans because the last couple of years, They've had attendance uh, issues where they haven't been selling out. Um, I, to be honest, they 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 blew a big chance here that they could have sent out a, a you know, an email or something to all the uh, season ticket holders or any you know, just put it out there and say, listen, we want all of your uh, ideas for a new name, you know, and let them send in all these entries, and then the um, <clears throat> then the then the owner you know, Snyder and maybe the head coach could get together and say, okay, let's narrow it down to say 10 names that we really like that we could go with and then put that up for a vote, a fan vote and let the fans vote. So the fans have, you know, so the fans can get kind of connected back to this franchise because the last couple of years, they, like I said, their attendance has not been good. You know, there've been a lot of empty seats at, at, Red, at uh, Washington games. So um, I, I think they blew a big chance. I mean, Either way, they were going to make a, a gazillion dollars with all New Jersey's and 
you know, and all that kind of stuff, caps and, and everything else. So um, I, I just I just think that they blew up an opportunity here to kind of reconnect with the fans and even with the younger generation of fans too. Um, you know, the older fans, they're like, ah, well, they shouldn't change it. It's stupid, you know, or whatever. I mean, we've, we've heard everything, you know, like that they shouldn't change it. But meanwhile, it's somebody who's not Native American saying that. So, um, but uh, like I said, I, I think they blew a, a huge opportunity to kind of reconnect with the fans, get the fans kind of into it and saying, oh yeah, all right, cool. You know, let's, let's see what names we can come up with, you know, and, and they blew it. So I, I you know, now it's just a matter of, um, you know, bargaining with this guy and come up with some kind of an amount to get whatever name. The other name I heard, other than the Red Tails, the other name I heard that's kind of popping up was the Red Wolves. I don't know if I like that either, but Red Tails. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one too myself, yeah. but I, yeah, I, I, I don't like know if Red I like Tails, that one either. Red Tails is but great. That, I think it's, uh, yeah. it's a perfect name, but we're not the owners, so <laughs> we won't <laughs> have a pick. <sighs> it seems it seems something fishy going on with the Redskins. They can't. I don't know if they can get something right for a change. Um, they uh, they uh, somebody uh, what's the name? Uh, like a veteran NFL play-by-play announcer, Larry Michael. Uh, he stepped down in Washington, and that was reported like four hours ago. But it seems like the Redskins got got something going on in their office. I don't know if it's Snyder. It seems like Snyder is the big reason, but um. I don't, I don't know, man. They was also talking about the Washington Warriors, which I thought was really totally fucking garbage. Excuse my language. <laughs> like, I'm serious. What, like, oh, the Washington man. Warriors? Like, what the, what the fuck you get out of the Warriors? Let's Come hear on, your, uh, your honest opinion on that, Devin. Yeah, yeah. It was totally fucking completely <laughs> yeah. garbage. Can you, can like, you hear if, your honest opinion? <laughs> like, I, like, <laughs> like, like, you know, the Red Tails, I mean, you know, it's, it's World War II, uh, the Black Heroes in World War II. You know, and, and it's a lot of history towards that. So that's why the Red Tails ring. And um, I think the werewolves came from, um, I, think, I think it's something to represent the Navy SEALs. Um, I read what, an article it? on that. Yeah, really? it's an article on that. So, yeah, it's, uh, it was something about to represent the Navy SEALs. So either way, like, like, but the Red Tails sound more, you know, like it's, it's, it rings more. But the werewolves, I'll be fine with that as well. You know, as long as they, as long as it has a meaning towards that name, but the Warriors, come, come on, man! If I swear, if Snyder pick, Snyder pick the Warriors, I'm, I'm, I am snapping on him for like the first fifteen minutes of the next show. I'm, I'm telling you this right now because <laughs> it's, it's so happen. ridiculous, <laughs> right? That's exactly because it's so fucking ridiculous that the Redskins cannot get anything right. It's, it's so much drama and. Oh, um, in freaking DC land. <laughs> so, so I hope they do the right thing here. Um, oh, and last, last but not least, uh, the, if they if they didn't change their name, uh, Nike, Nike was gonna take their merchandise off. Amazon and a lot of other yes. ones was was taking their merchandise off. So, just 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 the just the fact across. So they didn't have no other choice because that's a lot of money they lose. They were lose. Um. Let's, uh, Chris, uh, your boy Jason Peters signed signed back with the Eagles for one year. How important was it for him to uh, come back? I think it's great for the Eagles uh, to bring him back. I mean, 
He's definitely familiar with the team. I think this will be his 11th season with the Eagles. Um, they're going to move him to guard instead of uh, playing tackle so they can try to help replace Brooks. Uh, yep. Another, you know, big-time move there. Uh, I, I'm, I'm shocked it took this long. I thought as soon as Brooks was hurt, you know, once he was uh, said that he was out, I, I figured, like, within a week or two, we'd hear something about Peters being signed. But um, – uh, from from Philly's standpoint, it makes a lot of sense to bring him back. He obviously knows the offense. You know, he knows the team very well. Obviously, been there. Like, like I said, this is I think his 11th season with the team. So, I think it's a great move all the way around. Uh, um, <laughs> I I I don't know, man. I I don't know how much of an opinion I have. I just um. Go ahead, Davin, because I, I, I seem to be... Usually when I, you say I, that, Sharman, you have lost the words and you have a million of them, so... I, yeah, <laughs> this I'm, is a I'm, rare I'm, episode. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a rare occurrence, yes. <laughs> I mean, it just uh, makes sense, right? I mean, the guy's been there for so long. Uh, to bring him back, um, you know, they just lost the Pro Bowl guard, and to bring him back, you know, yeah, I mean, and you could kind of explain Charmin the difference between guard and tackle more than me, but I think he yeah, could, I mean, could definitely play guard. I mean, it's just I, mean I could, I could speak, I could speak on that. I, I could say that, um, that the, the one thing I could say with Peters is that he has in his history showed that changing, changing uh, position is nothing. You know, he was, he came into the league as a tight end. You know, um, changing into uh, and becoming an all-pro tackle is kind of ridiculous. Uh, like I, I think I've said it before, playing guard, um, playing guard in the league. It, I mean, playing guard is it, it's just the bullets are flying a little quicker. Uh, you have to have a little quicker reaction time. But he's a veteran of a veteran offensive line player. Um, I think he understands leverage more than anything, and he understands. Um, you know, hand placement and stuff like that. So I think he should be fine uh, with that. Um, yeah, I, I think that's <laughs> that's well, my in simple, in simple words. I guess it was much needed for for the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I mean, we don't know how it would work out, but you know, it was. I guess it was a much needed move for them. So I guess shout out to the Eagles for that. We'll see if it pays off for them or not. Um, Let's uh, let's let's do our most imp most improved teams. I know we've been falling back on it due to a lot of news and a lot of other things that's going on with our episodes. So let's 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 go back to our uh, improved teams or not. Um, NFC West. Uh, we'll start off with the uh, Arizona Cardinals, uh, Chris. Uh, I would say they improved. You know, after last year, I mean, they only won five games, but that was uh, Kyler Murray's first year, and he definitely started playing better as the year went on. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna say definitely better. You know that that a good draft, so they're they're definitely a better team this year. I don't know if they're gonna be much better in the standings because that's a tough division. You got the San Fran, you got Seattle, you got the Rams. So are they better than any of those teams? I would say no. Maybe better than the Rams. Uh, we'll talk about them next, I guess. But I, I'm gonna say that they're gonna be better. Yeah, they are gonna be better. I think Kyler Murray showed you the promise that you know he could he could bring to the team um i like the way they built 
through the draft this year, um, basically trying to have carve a, a perfect team around the kid. I I I think he's a I think he's gonna show the NFL that he he's gonna be a force to reckon with actually. Um my question is that offense that he that that his of his coach was hired to run, is that something that could leave could basically exist in the NFL for a long period of time? That's my question. Um but I think the kid could do that. Um with the addition of uh, one of the best wide receivers in the league, I think that's going to open up things for them. So, yeah, I think they've definitely improved. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say improved. Great draft. Um, great job uh, taking getting the steal with Hopkins, uh, making a one-two punch with uh, Fitzgerald. You know, who knows? If they if they play good enough, they, they might. I mean, yes, the NFC is tougher than the AFC. But they, it could be a, it could be possible they can get a seven seed since uh it's seven seeds in the playoffs now, yeah. So yeah, um, I, but I go. definitely think they 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 gotten better. Um, Hopkins, you know, it would open up a little bit more for Fitzgerald. So don't be surprised if Fitzgerald show up as well. You know, due to due to Hopkins because they could double team and Fitzgerald could get open more. Or look for the young guys as well, the young receivers as well. I think a lot depends on. How, how much better the Rams are going to be or better or worse they're going to be, you know, because I can't see them being better than the Seahawks and I can't see them being better than the 49ers yet. Oh, that's agreed, but, so you know. At best, they could be third in that division. Uh, yes. That's, that's, that's why I was like, they'll, they'll be better, but how much better? I think it depends on that third place team, <laughs> the Rams. Uh, the Rams. The Rams. Exactly. Uh, oh God, <laughs> yeah. not the Rams. But go right ahead, Sharman. Look, the Rams. We'll go right ahead. <laughs> oh man. Um. What uh? I mean, I I I mean, when was the last time we saw a team do a basically a three sixty? I I don't know if it was. Maybe it was a one eighty. Um, we weren't expecting them to fall on their faces the way they did last year. Um, they definitely seriously under uh, underperformed. I think. I think everybody underperformed. I think they really missed a chance to build their offensive line. Um, I think that caused a, a kind of a domino effect, causing the uh, the playing calling of their coach uh, to be susceptible to a lot of uh, things that uh, teams were bringing because. Of, they couldn't protect the quarterback or run the ball. Um, uh, you know, that's one of the reasons why uh, their running back is not, you know, the running back that they drafted is not with them anymore. Um, you know, whatever else that, that kind of played into that too, there was other uh, other things that were playing into the whole situation. But I think definitely the fact that their offensive line really underperformed and they let one of their better players go, um, really created a situation for them here. And the fact, and another thing I want to point out too, is the fact that um, they were just signing big names and, mm. and, and just going for broke. And I think they really missed, you know, missed the, the, the you know, missed the mark. And now they're kind of left flailing in the water, basically. Um, so I don't know when, that team is going to return to prominence. Um, I think Gary Goff is still a pretty good player. I think, um, I think, of course, we know Aaron Donald is the best defensive tackle in the league, probably the best defensive player in the league. Um, 
But what else do they have going for them? That's the question, you know. That's the that's it. That's the that's it. And and like you know, they've given away so much just to keep a a couple big names. But these guys are in position are not at the positions to basically create the energy they need to make a run, in my opinion. So they're just left in limbo. I think this team is totally in totally in limbo. I don't think they're going anywhere. I don't think they're. I think they're worse, basically. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Um, I mean, as bad as they played last year, they still won nine games, which is pretty Crazy. amazing, I think, for a team that, yeah. like you said, they, they didn't play good. You know, all around, uh, offensively and defensively, they really didn't play well, but they did sneak out nine wins. Is that going to happen this year? I, I don't know. I don't – with mm. the Cardinals getting better and with the Seahawks and the 49ers being who they are, um, I, I don't see them getting better. That's for sure. I mean, maybe a neutral, but I, I'm, we might see them go below 500 this year. You know, I, I could definitely see them dropping below 500 because what we've seen out of golf last year, you know, we mentioned it a lot last year too, is that they're definitely Very a different team without Gurley, <laughs> without Gurley playing, you know, MVP yes. ball from two years ago. So, yes. Uh, but we'll see, you know, Gurley's not there anymore. So there's going to be no pressure for him to play well. And, you know, and I think they're going to have a clearer vision this year. I don't know if that's going to help, but we will see how good of a coach uh, Mr. McVay is. And, uh, but I'm going to say a little, a little less than last year. I'm, I'm going to go the route and say definitely worse. Uh, the golf had a very disappointing season. Yes, they won nine games, but what about the defense? Uh, I know, I know uh, Jalen Ramsey can't do it by himself. Um, True. Dante Fowler is like average to a little less than average. Um, the, I, I don't, I, it's all about that defense. Um, I guess golf will perform, but it's all, it's all about uh, the running backs, the running back, and it's going to be about that defense. So I'm definitely going to say less. They will have that. I think the Cardinals will have more wins than them. I'm I'm saying that right now <laughs> with no hesitation. Um, there you go. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, 49ers. Uh, I'm not gonna say better. I don't see them getting. Mm. I don't. I don't know. I don't think they got better. Um, they definitely get worse. I, I shouldn't say definite, but I'm gonna give them a neutral because they're still gonna be a really good team. They still got a really good defense. They still got a good offense. Um, how much better can Garoppolo get? You know, that's going to be, I think, the biggest question mark here. Um, they did trade away. Um, who did they trade away? Didn't they trade away uh, uh, Buckner, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, DeForest Buckner, yeah. Yeah. So that's that might be a, that that might be an issue. But they did draft um, Kinlaw yes. to replace him, yes. right? So that might – hopefully for them, that's an even swap. I don't know if that will be, but – um, I'm going to say neutral just because, you know what, they're going to be first or second in that division. Um, they're still, you know, one of the teams that might go to the Super Bowl this year. They're definitely a Super Bowl contender. But I think it's going to come down to Garoppolo, you know. Can he take that next step? You know, he's good. He showed that he can be good. But can he take that next step? Yeah, uh, you're correct. Um like like with any NFL team, if your quarterback takes the giant leap 
you know, then your team comes with him. That that's that's how it goes. Um, but like you said, there's other components here. I think the Kinlaw um, addition and the uh, trading away of um, it was smart for the front office because of money issues. Uh, basically, probably they saw that they weren't going to be able to pay him and pay everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, but the problem with rookie defensive tackles, and we had we have our own, and we know um, Miami had their own, uh, the Bills had their own. Uh, most most uh, rookie defensive tackles struggled their first year. Uh, I can't remember the one defensive tackle that came in from college that performed on a high level his first year. Um, so you might see the rookie kind of uh, struggle for the first year, but I think he's ultra talented though. I think, I think by the second year he might, or by the end of the season, you might see flashes of the kind of player he is. Um, I think the, they lost, uh, they lost breeder, but I think Raheem Mostert and, and, and Coleman would be as, as, as enough. I think that, I think, like I, I've said before, I think Kyle Shanahan's system, basically, if you have, if you anywhere near a great or elite running back, you're, they will take you over the top. That system will make you look better. I mean, that's the same system that made guys like Anderson and, and other replacements uh, for Terrell Davis for the, for the, was basically, you know, run for a ridiculous amount of yardage. Uh, so that's what they do. I mean, uh, but but overall, the 49ers defense is still going to be a scary sight. Um, I don't know how many teams will be okay facing them uh, week in and week out, um, Like, but, but it goes back to the quarterback. If that quarterback becomes any better than he is, that team is going to be a force to reckon with. Yeah, I mean, either way, I feel like the 49ers are still going to have a good season. Um, it's just depending on them if they could take it to that next level again. The NFC conference is so freaking tough. <laughs> There's so many good teams in that uh, conference. Um, it's going to be tough for them, but um, I agree with you, Chris. I'm going to go with neutral on this one. And Sharman, of course, your best friend, Wilson and the Seahawks. <laughs> Hey man, um, I think I think what I'm looking at. One of the things that kind of uh, I'm paying attention to, like always, is the offensive line. I mean, this team has never made offensive line something that they really went all out of the way to make sure was a staple uh, or, or a stable thing for their quarterback, and yet still. He is one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL, hands down. Imagine if he had time in the pocket to throw the ball, how dangerous he would be. Um, I think they're still built like a a running team. Um, So that's what they're going to do. The problem is, again, like I said, the question mark around their offensive line. Um, I'm very excited to see what uh, DK Metcalf turns into because he definitely put on a Pretty good show for a rookie. Um, he was way better than a lot of people expected he he would have been. Um, so I think so. I think I'm looking forward to that. Um, but I think I think the Seahawks are the Seahawks, man. Um, I every season we try to predict what they're gonna be, and they 
basically outpace what we think they're going to be. Nobody had the Seahawks going to the playoffs last year. You know, and I think the la- the year before that, it was the same thing. You know, do you think they're basically kind of a mediocre to okay team and then they win nine, ten games and you're trying to figure out how they did that? You know, um, again, it's because of my boy, like I said. <laughs> but... Um, but I think I think they are who they are. I think they're always going to be that way with Russell Wilson at the helm. Um, I don't think they at this moment. I'm not ready to say they're better. I I know for sure they're not worse. But I think they're kind of. I'm I'm neutral on it. Yeah, I, w- I would say neutral too. I mean, uh, with having Metcalf after a full season, you know, he might be better, or he should be better. So the offense could be better, even though the the line. Like you said, nothing great. Um, the one thing we got to keep our eye out for this team, if they make a, a splash, a big kind of trade for a defensive playmaker, possibly at safety and all pro, we might know the guy. <laughs> um, so that might happen. If that happens, that might be that one piece that they, that they needed to, to take that next step. So, I, I'm with you too. They are what they are. I mean, last year, 11 and five, you know, they lost in the divisional round to the Packers. Um, they're, they're right there. So, I mean, they're another team just like we were talking about the 49ers. They're definitely Super Bowl contenders. You got Russell Wilson on there. You put them on any team and they're, they're a good team, you know? So definitely I, I'm going to go neutral with them. Yeah, I'm still another another name I should have brought up was Clowney. Um, he's still out there. Yeah. Um, we don't know he's if he's fine. gonna return. Um, I don't know, man. Um, and and Chris, Chris, you're right to point out that defense because they still didn't. They still, they really didn't address the weaknesses on that defense in the draft or in free agency. So, I think they like again. You go into the season, you look at all those problems with the team, and then for some reason they win ten games. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'll just go with neutral. Um, I, you, basically, from Seahawks, you don't know what to expect from them. Um, you don't know if they rebuilding or they they trying to go to the playoffs or if they want to win the championship. Uh, so like you know, until Sharma's best friend go go down on the fucking ladder. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I, hey. I'm, go, I'm going on the neutral side. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, unless if he going downhill, you know, you can't really say, you know, they they going down. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna go with neutral on this one, but uh, that division is is gonna be very scary and very tough, and it's gonna be interesting to watch. Um, let's do one more division, and uh, we'll save we'll save the best for next week. Uh, let's do the NFC North. Uh, oh Lord. Oh, Chris, it's, it's the um, it's the Patriots, <laughs> the Patriots of the NFC uh, Lions. God, that's embarrassing to say that. Uh, Sheesh. Yeah, um, this is a team that's going nowhere, I think. Uh, and they won what three games last year. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say about them. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, they definitely didn't get better. Uh, maybe a neutral because. I would hope for them they're not going to get worse than the uh, three wins last year. I mean, a lot of games were close, you know. Um, that's the one thing that they got to kind of build on and kind of sell to their fans. 
that, yeah, we were close in a lot of games and one play here or there could have changed everything. Um, but I, I, in that division, I'm, you know, I mean, are they better than Green Bay, Minnesota? I don't think so. Or I should say, I know so. Chicago, eh. But I don't know. This is a team, I'm going to say neutral at best, you know. I mean, three wins, they, they got to do better than three wins. I mean, plus it's a, a what's his name? His last, probably last season there, Patricia. So unless he mm-hmm. finds the playoff somehow, but we, we doubt that. Chris, pull up, pull up, uh, pull up their, their, um, their season, uh, their op- opponents to see uh, what, what, what does it, what does that look like? Because for me, they're always going to be a dangerous team, even if they haven't won that much. Um, they have to. They have a. I. I don't think people talk enough about that. 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 Uh, the duo they have at wide receiver. Um, these guys are almost on unstoppable. Um, their quarterback is one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Um, but I think what they've been missing is proper running backs. Um, they haven't had a thousand yard rusher in. I mean, Since we've been saying that. We've been saying that. Oh man, I'm tired of saying this. That's um, crazy. <laughs> they drafted. They drafted DeAndre Swift, and DeAndre Swift was probably the running back that I liked the most coming out of the draft. So maybe that's the answer. You know, they have the other kid there. So if they pair the two of them, there's probably, um, you know, probably there's a chance. Um, I like Jeff Okuda. You know, that's probably the. That was probably the. That that pick was awesome. I mean, uh, well, who who they lost? Um, Darius Slay. Darius Slay, right to the Eagles, and you put that young lion in there behind, you know, to replace him. I think I think the kid more energy, um, more athleticism because Slay was getting back, getting there, getting kind of on his, um, you know, getting a little older there, a little long in the tooth. So I, you know, I think I think that's a dangerous team. I am not going to go out on a limb and say all of a sudden they're going to pop and win like nine or ten games, but I think they're going to create issues for for more issues for a lot of people. I I, I think they're going to perform a little better, and trust me, that's not because of their coach. <laughs> I think it's just because the players are a little better. Um, another name I want to mention too. I think I think the second year for T.J. Hawkinson is going to show up too. Um, he's gonna show up too. So yeah, yeah. I really like C.J. Hawkinson, and uh, hopefully Stafford comes back 100. percent um, I know Stafford was dealing with some injuries. Um, if Stafford comes back, then they'll they'll definitely win more than three games, hands down. Um, I I will say a little bit a little bit better if Stafford comes back, but oh we if Stafford don't come back, then Lord Jesus, please help him. Patricia will lose his job in in week six, going going five. Yeah, make the season. Yeah, the pencil will not save you. <laughs> mm, neither, neither can the Patriots. But other way, but anyways, um, Sharman, the Chicago Bears. Oh man, uh, this is the story of a boy named Trubisky. <laughs> um, man. I mean, <laughs> I I know that's what I was about. To, you know, my my, I, the reason why I said that was because if he had turned into what they thought he was going to turn into, 
uh, we wouldn't be talking in such ne- negative tones about them. Um, that was a miss on their part. But now they have to go find a backup quarterback and hope to and pray that he still has it and could give them another a season like he gave the Eagles. Um, I mean, I'm talking about Nick Foles, of course. Um, they reach they reach in, in 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 a lot of a lot of the additions, you know, guys that are basically on their last legs, in my opinion. Jimmy Graham, Ted Ginn, Robert Quinn, who I who I you know I respect a lot because he's probably one of the better pass rushers, even if he's he's been in the NFL for so long. Um, but they didn't have draft picks really, and when they did have draft picks, I think uh, the tight end Cole Komet, who I think is going to take time, and Jalen Johnson. Um, I'm 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 out on I'm out on Chicago, man. I don't know what they could do. I really don't. Um, I think they're worse. Yeah, I'm gonna go with you too. I I can't see Foles, you know, coming back and and doing what he did in Philly. Um, that was just magical for that one year. Foles is, um, I mean, he's probably better than Trubisky, but. Uh, not enough, I think, to really – I mean, they they won eight games last year, surprisingly. Um, I, I don't see them winning more than that this year. I'm going to say less. So, they're, they're definitely going down. I mean, this is what happens, though, when you – this is why you got to hit with that first that first round quarterback. If you draft a guy that high, if you're trading up to get a guy like, like him, like Trubisky, <laughs> and miss, this is what happens. You know, now you're going to be like – you know, piecemealing your team together, uh, just like with us, with Sanchez, we hit the first two years, and then after that, <laughs> we know what happened. So um, that's basically what's happening here. I mean, Trubisky had a decent first year, second year, and then that's been it. He's been horrible. So he's probably done as a starting quarterback. And Foles is, uh, you know, going to try to save this team. And can he get them into the playoffs? I don't think so. So – I'm with you. I'm going to say worse, sadly. I will definitely say worse. Um, Please do not let Trubisky start. Um, See what you can get out of Foles and see what happens from there. Uh, The quarterback, this quarterback situation is really tough and really disgusting. It's like a bad taste (laughs) in my mouth. (laughs) It's like it's just like the baby just puked, puked in the mouth and you're just like, ah, why? Oh, my God. Is that bad? Yeah, that's how bad. <laughs> yes, it's really that bad. But definitely worse. <laughs> definitely worse. That was quite that, a visual, bro. <laughs> yeah, so it's not a great visual. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Chris, we got um, <laughs> Chris, we got the, uh, the Packers. Packers. Um. This is another questionable offseason. Yeah, this team. I will agree on this one. Very strange, you know. Last year, would they go thirteen and three? Made it to the right. championship game. Um, this was a team you thought, all right, if they had a couple of receivers, maybe something on offense to help out Rodgers, maybe they could take that next step and win, you know, and get to the, get back to the Super Bowl. Rodgers getting up there in age, you would think you would load up the offense a little bit for him. And, uh, and take your chances, but they kind of went the opposite way. <laughs> uh, I really don't know what their plan is here. They drafted Jordan Love in the first round. 
Hmm. Very questionable, right? Um, yep. They can have a strong defense, but the offense, I don't know if Rodgers could do it all by himself anymore. You know, he's getting up there in age, and last year he showed it. He can only do so much. I mean, he's still elite. He's still very good, but he needs some help on the offense, and they just didn't get him help, you know, receiver-wise. So I, I don't I don't know what their plan is, but I, I'm going to say that they're going to get worse. There's no way they're going to win 13 games again uh, this year. Um. I will, I will say shockingly that they will. I'll be kind of neutral, and the reasoning behind it is they're gonna always be an issue to deal with because of their pass rushes. Um, I know they. I know for some reason uh, the kind of defense they play lends itself to not being able to stop the run, which, in my opinion, kind of was the reason why they didn't get to the place they were supposed to get to. Um, I, I totally agree with the not giving Aaron Rodgers um, weapons thing. Uh, that is That was ridiculous in my opinion. Um, A.J. Dillon was the, was one of their draft picks. That guy, pers- I, I, I have nothing against the young man. I think he's very talented. But I don't think he fits what they do, what they do at all. But that's just my opinion. Um, in, they might see something that, that I don't. Um, so I, so I don't think they're going to become better from 13 and three. I think they going to be around the same, you know, they basically, I think they're going to win 10 to 12 games the same way, get to the first game, first, first part of the playoffs and lose. I think that's what it is. I think the more, I think what's, what's, what's the, really the question is, is this, uh, this Jordan Jordan Love uh, draft pick, um, and what Rodgers is really feeling about that, and not and not you know just like y'all said, not getting the weapons at wide receiver. I mean, this is man. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm pissed off. We was close to going to the championship, and you want to bring in this quarterback right now. I mean, I understand why, but it I just, man. They they not going thirteen to three. They they be lucky to get ten wins with the receivers they got. They be lucky if they get ten. Like they 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 not gonna they not gonna be able to do the same shit they did last season. And people is gonna really be on Devontae Adams. They don't got nobody. So I'm I'm going with definitely I'm definitely going down down for them. And I hate to say that. But anyways, uh, your last last your your cousin from another mother. Cousins, <laughs> Vikings, bombing. Oh man! <laughs> um, the trade of uh, Stephon Diggs to the Bills was shocking. Um, but they get a kid in the wide receiver Justin Jefferson that is that has a lot of promise. He's a route running aficionado in college. Let's see what he turns into in the pros. Um, they de- they definitely had issues on the back on the back end with uh, Xavier Rhodes. They lost Trey Waynes. They lost. So I um and inexplicably um um Everson Griffin. Uh, they never signed back. I I I don't get that one. I think Griffin had a hell of a season for them. I don't. I didn't understand what that that was about. Um, but. 
they only they they did get two corners that are promising to replace Wings and and Rhodes, uh, Jeff Gladney and uh, Cameron Dantzler. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what Dantzler is. Um, is if he right away is gonna, but I think uh, Gladney was one of my favorite guys coming out. <coughs> um, but I think it. I think it is uh, again on Kirk Cousins. You know, uh, what kind of you know? I, he definitely played a hell of a season last year. He did something in the playoffs that he hadn't done before. Uh, win. <laughs> um, um, so you know, if that's his first step, let's see if he has a second step in him. Maybe he could win two games. You know. Um, so I don't think I I I think I don't think they're that team is worse for wear. I think I think they're still. I I think they're still going to be a force to be reckoned with, if you know. The problem, like I said before, the problem is is their quarterback able to take them over the hump? That's that's the question. So I'd say they're the same. I'm gonna say same or even better. I think this is a team that's ready to win the division. Actually, hmm. um, I just think they're a better team than Green Bay overall. Obviously, Rodgers is better than Cousins, but Cousins actually, like you said, he had a very good year last year. He won a playoff game surprisingly on the road no less um then he didn't play so well against the 49ers but not many you know quarterbacks did but um this is a team that's i think they're ready to win the division finally you know we've been hearing about minnesota for the last few years ready to take that next step you know after they lost uh, the championship game to the eagles a few years ago where they got blown out and cousins was supposed to be that piece was going to you know get them this, to take that next step didn't quite get it not yet but maybe maybe you know winning that playoff game last year got the uh, the monkey off his back and maybe this is the year that he finally you know pays for that contract you know um i i, I think it's a solid team i'm, I'm gonna say better and i possibly win in division i i really do nice yeah I'm go neutral, um, but they had a great draft. Uh, definitely, I think I definitely love maybe four they maybe four they choices. They first four choices: Jefferson, Gladney, uh, Cleveland, and Dantzler. Uh, it's like it couldn't have gotten no better for for Vikings, and you know how I feel about the Vikings. It's just two players, but overall, it's it's okay. But I will go with neutral. Um, they definitely have a chance of winning the division uh, due to the Packers not having their special pieces. So I will go with neutral. And if things go out well for them, then they could get better as well. And I hate to say that, but, yeah, I might as well, you know, I'm going to keep it real with that. Uh, that's it for the podcast. <laughs> um, please make sure to follow us on Twitter at Just Fans Podcast. Uh, next episode is 100. We have we have a very special guest. We're not going to say the name, but just know that it's, we, we're very excited to do 100 episodes with y'all. This is this was a crazy adventure, and I don't see crazy. it stopping anytime soon. Um, thank thank you, Charmin. Thank you, Chris, for doing this adventure with me. Oh, thank and, you, Devin, man. And um, we do this every week for y'all. But until next week, we're taking flight. Take flight. Take flight.